Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. And this is Jared Jewett. Okay, and this week I'm going to start with a rant. Oh, no, okay, let's... Let's hear it. Okay, so I go to a website, and I'm looking around, and before I even get a chance to make a decision on whether or not I'm interested, up pops a light box with a survey that asks me how they're doing. Oh, my goodness. So, like, 1997 all over again, right? Yeah, and back then I hated it, too. But I was so frustrated because not only were they asking me how their site was and, and how did they do in terms of whether or not I could find what I wanted, I couldn't get rid of it to go back to look at what I wanted to look at. Right, so how the heck are you going to answer that question, you know, effectively or efficiently for them to get any sort of useful information? And so the only effective answer I had was to navigate away and go to one of their competitors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which really kind of brings me to today's topic, which is sort of this controversy that's going on right now between light boxes and landing pages. Right. I mean, you know, the buzzword that we talk about is inbound marketing, and two of the the biggest, most powerful ways to get people, you know, into your list are either through a landing page, right, where you gather their contact information, or right up in their face with something like a pop-up or a light box to also hopefully get their information. If you've never been to a website where a light box appears in the middle of your browsing I'm going to say you're probably not browsing the internet much these days. Oh, yeah, not at all. Because they are everywhere. But just because they are everywhere, I'm going to sound like your mother. Just because all your friends jumped off the roof does not make it a good idea. Oh, absolutely. It blows my mind some of the sites I've actually seen employing light boxes, like Forbes.com, right? Has them on their business articles. Um, uh, Fast Company has them on some of their design and business articles. And I'm maybe a hundred words through a page, and boom, all of a sudden I have to fill out this information. And all I wanted to do was read that article and get out. I know that there are people that argue really strongly that you get conversion, that people fill those out. I am yet to be convinced that the inconvenience and the annoyance factor and the number of people that you turn off with that light box is worth it. And so... For us and for our customers, I'm going to advocate if you want to collect information, absolutely have a conversion form. Drive people to landing pages and collect their information. But for God's sake, stay away from the light box. Yeah, and it drives me nuts because you can customize all this stuff with a light box to not make it so abrasive. Like the people who are using them have the ability to not have them even show up for a minute. Or a minute and a half. And at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm probably leaving anyways. Oh, you know, what's this thing at the end of the page? Maybe I'll look at it. But when it's seven seconds into a page, no way. And, and now uh, some quote-unquote conversion specialists are using what they call this, this kind of negative influencing. So um, if you try to navigate away from a page, right? I was on a site that actually sells conversion optimization, right? And about seven seconds in, I tried to leave, Lightbox pops up and it asks me, oh, so do you think your conversion rates are good enough? And I could click OK to leave. Or I could click another button that said no, maybe not, and that's how they got my information. And that, that annoyed the heck out of me. In that particular instance, I will just close the tab yeah. and open a different tab in a different window. And I get it. I know that it works, but it just feels sleazy and scummy, and I'm going to recommend that companies not do that. I'm with you 100%. So... 
if you're going to stay kind of in that clean living side and create landing pages, what kind of things should you be doing in a landing page to make it an effective part of your marketing? So a landing page really needs to be concise, needs to ask the right questions, and usually has to have some sort of offer, some sort of incentive for a, a consumer or a prospect to give you their information. And when you're thinking landing page, the whole idea with landing pages, you're coming from somewhere else. You found a link or a, an ad or something that said, if you follow this link, we're going to take you to a place where you can get what you're looking for. And so you really have to be very careful with your landing page to remember that you are fulfilling a promise. This is not a place where you tell people about anything and everything that you do. You need to, like you said, clear, concise, and answer the question people came looking for. This is especially powerful with something like social media, right? Where you can have a brief message that says, are you looking for, th for thing X? Right? If you click the link, they land on a page that says, to get more information about thing X, please just give us your email. They click through, and guess what? You give them the answer. You give them thing X. And that really is all there is to it. If you're adding anything that's kind of superfluous to that, um, no one's going to click through. The other place that landing pages are really effective is at the end of a uh, pay-per-click. So same thing with Google AdWords. Now, one of the things that you have to keep in mind if you're going to use a landing page at the end of a Google AdWords campaign, you have to have more content on the page mm -hmm. because Google is going to index the page not for its effectiveness as a landing page, but its effectiveness as an answer to a question. And so you need to think about, and, and one of the things that we recommend for companies that are doing AdWords is have your bullet points at the top, have your conversion form at the top, and then have supplemental information down below that is very keyword rich and very on target. Not keyword stuffed, keyword no. rich. Yeah, not even close. If you keyword stuff, Google is not going to show your ads. But they do need to have some sort of trust. They do need to know that your content is at least long enough to be relevant to someone who clicks through looking for more information. Um, and quite honestly, that's going to make you more competitive uh, in your ad space. So you're really, uh, it's really positives all around uh, if you're hitting on all those cylinders. The other thing, I've seen people go back and forth on is whether or not you display the rest of your navigation on a landing page. I feel really strongly that if people are coming for a specific thing, a specific piece of information, you really don't want to clutter them up with a lot of other choices. They should have a way to get back to your home page, but anything else I think is probably uh, a distraction. I agree. Well, I remember a couple of years ago I saw a, uh, a conversion rate, uh, a, a, a guy talking about conversion rate at a conversion conference, and he put up an image of essentially a blank screen, a, a yes or no, um, and a place to put your email and a big green button. And he says, you know, are you looking for the answer? Yes or no? Click the big green button. That was it. And this was supposed to be a landing page inside a website. He says, this is what's going to convert. This is what actually works. Is literally two lines of text, maybe even one line of text, and a button to click. And, and literally anything else is going to uh, lower your conversion rate on any given page. Now, um, I do think that there are times that you want to be a little bit more discerning. For example, we... We moved up the food chain. We used to just require an email address. We now require a name, 
a phone number and an email address. And I remember when we made that change, um, Allison, who was working here at the time, screamed, you're going to cut your conversion, you're going to cut your conversion. And I said, yeah, we are. But the people who convert are going to be higher quality. The people who are willing to give us our name, their name and phone number are more interested in the products and services that we offer. And so we do have fewer conversions, but we have a significantly higher number of people who actually move through our pipeline into something else. And you can tailor your landing page to be as much of a, essentially a screen or a qualifier as you want. I know we worked uh, recently with a client who wanted to build sort of what they call a needs analysis uh, conversion form. And in, in that, um, on that page, they knew the people they were getting to that page are only interested in, it was software information for one or two or three different products. So they were able to also, you know, on top of first name, last name, email, put in a required field that says, you know, which software are you looking for support with? And that really, really helped them qualify and break out those leads so they knew exactly where to start the sales conversation. We also, and, and I think that's, you know, again, not everybody's going to fill that out, but it saves them a lot of time and effort on the back end. So, as you're thinking about your conversion form, recognize the more barriers you put up, you know, the more fields someone has to fill out, the fewer people will complete the form, the more drop-off you're going to have. So, if you're going to add extra fields, you better be damn sure you have a good reason for having them. But don't be afraid to put them in there if, if you've got that reason. Something else that I uh, stumbled on recently, and this was in a report by Formstack, they are advocating that your conversion button, whatever the text is in the conversion button, that you put that text in all caps. That just blows my mind. I, I, I know that if I were to look at something like that, it would look like someone was screaming at me, right? Was, was yelling at me to, to take this action or to perform some sort of behavior. But I mean, if they say it works, they, they are you know experts in building forms and uh, conversion pages. So I mean, if they say it works, it's gotta work. And I, uh, we've been trying it on a lot of our forms. We're having good results. So we're going to make that switch. I'm with you. I'm not a big fan of all cap. I almost never use all cap, but I uh, will follow their lead. Yeah. Other tips in designing and working with your landing page. What else should people do? You should test. You should test, test, test. You shouldn't only have one version of your landing page or conversion form because you won't know if maybe uh, some upgrades that you could easily make to the text or the layout would actually give you some uh, percentage points in your conversion rate. Um, some sites that I really like, some tools that I like to actually do that, um, unbounce.com has a bunch of different templates that you can, essentially, I think it's, it's a $100 purchase fee for a packet of templates. It's actually, that's actually quite affordable, and it's just HTML that you can put into your site to kind of set up your first landing page, and then they give you different variations on that that you can test out. Um, another one that I like is Optimizely, which actually has a free version of the tool you can use. You could put in any URL for your website, and it will actually read through it and let you grab, like click and grab different sections of a page, delete things, add things, um, and then have those two versions of the HTML read, read out to you. So you can have whoever's building your website uh, build those two different forms of a page, and you can actually test them against each other. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. 
Very, very cool. Now, I know this may sound exhausting, but the truth is that landing pages and creating an opportunity for people to put their hand up and say, I want to know more about you, is an absolutely fundamental part of your website right now. You, you just can't um, put a website up and think, oh, well, somebody will come and then they'll call me. No, that's just not how it works anymore. I mean, if you are going to sit idle and say it's good enough for someone to find me, for someone, for people to, for whatever reason, know about you, I mean, in the world of the internet, you are just not that important anymore. That's just how it is. And if you want to get people to come to your website, to really interact with you, you go to where they are, get them to come back, get them to convert by building, you know, trust and offering something, and then reaching back out. And you have to reach back out. Um, whether it is a phone call, whether it is one email or a series of emails, the whole point of a landing page is to capture contact information so you can continue the conversation. And I'm going to put a plug in here. This is the commercial portion of today's program. We're a reseller for Constant Contact and have been for quite a number of years. And we use that tool... Uh, on the front end, we use Formstack to create our forms, and on the back end, we use Constant Contact to deliver the follow-up emails to stay in touch. If you'd like information about either of those products or to see some of our landing pages in action, check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.